And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about love spells that don't go right, witch sisters who love to fight, and margaritas at midnight. We're your hosts. I'm Allie. And I'm Mia. P.S. I Love Rom-Coms is a podcast where Allie and I head to our garden with our shovels and try to unearth the answer to the question, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? It's the month of October, so we here at P.S. I Love Rom-Coms are shaking it up and watching some of our favorite horror rom-coms. Because what's more terrifying than falling in love? Ooh, Ooh, spooky. spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. Legitimately (laughs) terrifying. Absolutely Um, horrifying. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Joining us today is the host of Inside the Disney Vault. And if she was in a rom com, she'd be a princess from the fairy tale land of Andalasia who gets transported into our reality by an evil stepmother's magic. However, she soon discovers true love with a cynical divorce lawyer. You guys, it's the one and only Claire Lachran. <laughs> Hello! Woo! Oh, beautiful. I am honored that that is uh, who I am. Um, I I relate, sort of, in some ways. I'm very excited. I will accept uh, Giselle. That is her. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Oh, my gosh. It It is perfect for Claire. (laughs) Um, But, Claire, speaking of who we might be in a rom-com, we like to start Mm -hmm. each episode with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero Heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine. Um, I'll start us off. Uh, this week, I am once again channeling Bridget Jones from Bridget Jones' oh. diary. And we sort of all take turns channeling Bridget Jones. Um, oh, for sure. Like, right? Act one, Bridget Jones. It's like, you know, things are stressful. Things are moving and bobbing. And you're sort of, you know, um, I'm... You, uh, I, how am I channeling Bridget Jones? I'm, you know, as as you all know with me, it's Claire, I just sort of like moved, officially moved back to LA from Portland. So it's just like a bit of a, oh, you know, yes. it's a, a, yeah, so yes, it's, a, it's very fun, but bit of a stressful reset. Oh so, my gosh. So Moving I, is you always know, stressful across right? the country. And, holy moly. Exactly. And it's like, and you know, she's having awkward social moments. She's sort of like leaning heavily <laughs> on her dear friend wine. You know, I just ate two. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just ate two fun-sized Milky Way bars good, at, good. at uh what is it 5 p.m. why not you know I'm just a bit of a you know uh and then also it's like I'm applying for jobs you know she sort of has that like the job montage and it's just very oh, stressful yes. and things are not settled and they will but you know I will get to third act Bridget Jones sort of still awkward but interrupting a wedding and feeling good but right now I'm just very much like very much honestly first opening scene Bridget Jones or not opening scene I guess this would be the second scene of her um sort of like drunkenly lip syncing to um all by myself by who sings that Celine Dion Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) that's my vibe right now I plan on um marrying Colin first so it's gonna be fine but that's where I'm at today Uh, Allie some lovable chaos it's good though exactly it helps you grow that chaos helps you grow it's fun manageable lovable chaos and um 
And I'm, yeah, and then, um, yeah, sort of relying on sort of like urban family, very fun, yeah, fun <laughs> sort of parallels here. <laughs> That's why I'm channeling. Allie, who are you channeling? Oh, man. You know what? I think um, I've been channeling some fun heroines lately. I think I'm channeling um, uh, Lizzie Bennett uh, from <gasps> Pride and Prejudice. Oh, my gosh. Just because I, um, you know, I, I'm about to go on a trip, not a crazy, not like, I mean, it's, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to go to, um, North Dakota where... That's a trip. It's a trip <laughs> where my family's uh, from, and I'm gonna go visit my um, my grandma for her birthday. And so, oh. you know how Lizzie goes to visit Charlotte, and it's just like yeah. a fun kind of change of pace. You know, I've been in my in my apartment, you know, stewing for a while, and I'm excited to uh, to go to North Dakota this weekend and go on my fun kind of. <laughs> Austin-y trip. That's um, exciting. Will Jump I in find the carriage? Yes, in a carriage. Will I find love in North Dakota? Most definitely not. But I will find my grandmother and some beautiful, <laughs> beautiful like scenery. It's really um, North Dakota is very empty, but very very beautiful. Um, beautiful river and fields, and so I'm excited for yeah a little bit of that pastoral, pastoral life. Little hashtag pastoral life. Um, yes. so Oh, send me photos of some sheep. I will. Uh, I will. Well, there'll definitely be cow, cow and horse photos. And if I see any sheep, I'll send them your way. Great. Um, I'm. I'm unfortunately like this has gone too far. I'm turning into the scary sheep guy from Ten Things I Hate About You. It's not like that. I just find pastoral oh, sheep, sheep calming. I just find sheep? it calming. Oh, are there any sheep? Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh my god. Claire, you know. You, you know. know. I practically spoken 10 things I hate about you quotes exclusively in high school. It is perfect. Yes, it's so good. It's I so love quotable. Oh, it's so cool. And I love that there are characters like that guy who it's like, who is that guy? Who was that What's guy? What's he doing there? Yeah. That was 30 there's, seconds. Yes, there's so much story yeah. behind that one little line. And we'll never see him ever again. But no. it is so incredible. Oh, oh my it's gosh. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's who I'm channeling. Claire, who are you channeling this week? Okay, this is a shock to me as well. But this <laughs> week, I am channeling Georgia Bird from Last Holiday <gasps> because uh, okay, so it's oh been gosh. like I know it's I like in, in the good and like in the good ways, not in the bad ways. Oh, good, yeah, no. are you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, everything is totally great. But what I mean by that is, it feels like after over a year and a half of. Uh, you know, quarantine, which I still very much am living a quarantine lifestyle, not yeah. really doing much. Like, you know, I'm surprised that people are out and about and like, you know, socializing, going to concerts and stuff. But like yeah. this past <laughs> week, I had just like a wild week with like cool things and like seeing people I hadn't seen in a while, doing fun activities and just feeling like I was coming alive again and like yeah. the weather's changing and it feels so nice. And I just felt like very grateful for it and all these things. And so like felt a little bit of like, a, you know, having new experiences. So her in that way, not in like, I'm taking a big trip and spending all my money kind of way. Um, <laughs> right. So I'm just, I felt really excited and, and grateful for things, including getting to come and be on your podcast. Like what a fun <gasps> little surprise to be asked. How Yay. lovely. And so just, you know, it's just the little things. So, um, yeah. So for now, 
that's that's who I am. But most of the time, I would feel more like a, a Bridget Jones or right. like a, you know, yeah, you're, you're like you're like in the sort of fun and games, yeah, George Bird yeah. part, which is so. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. just watched that movie. It's so good. It's, it's like isn't it? we have to do it soon. It's so yeah. freaking good. It's like can- um, it's like one of those movies that just feels like candy to watch because it's so luxurious yeah. and like the settings so are beautiful, luxurious, and, and yet Latifah's they cover so like really important sort of like class conflict issues mm-hmm. it's really great it's absolutely oh i know yeah i'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll meet you at the what is it the chateau poop the hotel in that movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll meet something you here like at some that. point something like that <laughs> um wow okay but speaking of a sort of like luxurious locales um now it's time to get into our movie discussion um and i mean by the fact that they live in sort of like luxurious victorian mansion in this movie Absolutely. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today we watched the 1998 dark fantasy rom-com Practical Magic. In this film, two sisters, Sally, played by Sandra Bullock, and Jillian Owens, played by Nicole Kidman, are born into a magical family whose women are cursed. Whatever man they fall in love with will die. However, after the death of their parents, both have avoided witchcraft themselves. But when Jillian's vicious boyfriend, Jimmy Angelov, dies unexpectedly from a sedative Sally gave him, the Owen sisters give themselves a crash course in dark magic to resurrect Angelov and accidentally inject his corpse with an evil spirit that threatens to end their family line. Things get even more complicated when policeman Gary Hallett, played by Aiden Quinn, shows up looking for Angelov only then to fall in love with Sally. Practical Magic was based on Alice Hoffman's novel of the same name. The screenplay was written by Robin Suicord, Akiva Goldsman, and Adam Brooks and was directed by Griffin Dune. Fun fact, Griffin Dune hired a witch consultant for the film (laughs) But when she demanded more money than her contract allotted, Dune refused her. She then cast a curse on Dune and the film. And you guys, it gets even crazier to make sure he wasn't negatively impacted by any black magic. Dune decided to get an exorcism. Wow. That's just one of the crazy facts about this film. Oh, my God. Would yes. you mind telling us a little bit about your history with rom-coms and oh, also man. with this film? Of co- Oh, absolutely. So I love a rom-com. Yes. I grew up on rom- rom-coms. I feel like if there's a rom-com, I've seen it. Usually, I mean, I feel like there was like the golden age of rom-coms. It probably started in like the late 80s. I feel like that's when they really start to be started to become like a thing, like with mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally and all that. Oh, pardon me. And so I've seen... I would say like most of them through like the early 2000s because then I think it sort of like went out of style. It feels exactly. like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, like, as I'm sure you've experienced, like all the tropes got too tropey and then mm-hmm. it just kind of wasn't the thing anymore. But oh my gosh, I love them so much. I have so many comfort films of mine that are rom-coms. Like I think just so many rewatchable ones. I just, I love them. But I think I generally do like the ones that are a little more like, uh, you're like, you've got mail or you're sleepless in Seattle. I was thinking, does Dirty Dancing count as a rom-com? Probably oh, not. Yes, it does. Yeah, and it's my favorite it. one. Is it? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Cause that's definitely, I feel like one of the first movies I remember seeing and watching on repeat, even though I was very, very young, as I'm sure <laughs> you probably also were. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just love, I mean, I love it. I love a comfort. I love people, you know, coming together, having some laughs. Oh, yeah. Us too. Like banter. 
Yeah, the coziness. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. this rom-com was very, uh, you know, before I get in, too into it, very, very cozy. Had you seen this oh. um, rom-com before, Claire? Practical, Practical Magic? Magic? Okay, yes. So I saw it. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I remember after the first time I was like, what on earth is this? <laughs> this is insane. It is all over the place. It just felt like tonally, it didn't know if it was a rom-com or a horror movie or like <laughs> what was going on. And then I watched it again and I felt kind of the same, but okay, I have to tell you, um, leave it to me to bring up TikTok. But I <laughs> last year around this time, um, I think because again, I was looking for like cozy things and I just love Halloween and love Halloween movies, especially ones that are sort of like lighter and more fun, like Beetlejuice, yeah. Adam's family. Mm-hmm. I could watch them all day long. Um, so I decided to do this series of videos that was recommending Halloween movies or Halloween type movies. Mm-hmm. And I think I started sometime in like mid-August. It was very, very early, or August, maybe September. Um, and I had done one of practical magic just sort of as a throwaway. And even in this video, I was like, this movie doesn't know what it is. (laughs) And and it kind of like set settled for a while. And then a couple months later, people like it started getting crazy amounts of attention and it had like Mm. thousands of views and people commenting. People started following me because they thought that I was going to give them practical magic content. And then I was like feeling the pressure because I was like, you guys, I don't know. Because all of these people love this movie and they were saying like, they love it so much. Like a lot of them were saying like it got them interested in witchcraft. It it, like, Uh you know, they love it because of like the strong feminine connections in the movie. And it's like, it means something to them and their family and like all these things. And I was like, Oh no, like, I feel like now I need to produce more content of this movie that I only feel lukewarm about. And so, and so, like, oh, I, my God. so I watched it several times and like, I, I just like found fun things to talk about within it. And I, for a while I was doing what I was calling practical magic talk. Um, and, uh, so it's funny because now a year later I'll still get like, um, that, that video will still pop up in my feed that people have seen it. And so it's just like, it's still with me. And so now I do feel a responsibility and now I understand more, I think why people love it. Cause upon uh, yeah. subsequent viewings, I see uh. it, like I get it more now. And I'm like, Oh yes, this is really cool that there's a woman, uh, like a movie that's all about the female relationships and women empowering each other. And, uh, that's not a straight up rom-com. It just does kind of what it wants. And yeah. it's very funny and still has that Faith Hill moment, um, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So it, I do feel like I have a funny, an interesting connection to this movie. And, and I felt almost a little bad choosing this to talk about because I know so many people are like diehard practical magic fans and have loved it forever and always. But I, I don't know. Now I love it because I feel like I came around to it in a different way. So Yeah, and you have an unintentional TikTok fan account for Practical <laughs> Magic. It's so wild. Like, it was like an unbelievable amount of people. And I was like, oh my God, these people are going to like see that I just post like Disney stuff normally. And they're going to be like, what is this? <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I just post whatever feels right. But I'm they trying to find it right now. Can you, do you feel comfortable? <laughs> Will you share how many views it got? Oh, is that crazy? Oh, no. I mean, no, it's not crazy. I can tell. Let's see. The thing is, it was like, it became a series. And then I did one specifically about the practical magic ants. Uh, oh, and the sense, of course. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> and, oh gosh, what did I did? It wasn't too many. Cause then I think after that, it kind of died off. Um, but here I can, let's I see. I feel like it probably comes up in like, 
spurts of like Halloween time. Like I, yes. I wonder if around Halloween time, it like pops up again in popularity. It does. It actually yeah. does. I got some of, let's see, a few hours ago even. Let's look at it. Okay. This oh my is, gosh. It has, well, and, sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, you got Oh, you got it? I found it. It has 36.4 thousand views oh and like 5,800 <laughs> likes of people and so many comments of people just loving it so much, which I'm so, I kind of love it. I love that there was this secret world of practical yeah. magic fans that I had no idea about. Yeah. Right. It's one of those sleeper hits where yes. or I guess it's not technically a sleeper hit. I just remember what a sleeper hit was. That's that's not right. Sleeper hits when you don't think it's gonna make a lot of money and it does. This is the yeah. opposite. Ghost is <laughs> a sleeper like, hit. It's like a cult classic kind of like yeah, years yeah. later, people love it. Where, where it absolutely tanks at the box office and then over the years becomes like super popular. Yeah. And no, I also didn't know that. And I feel like practical magic's popularity is only growing. Cause I feel like this year I've heard the most about practical magic. Oh outside yeah. Of even us doing it. Oh yeah. I've really seen people watching it on Instagram. Is that crazy that I, but I've seen two people watching oh, Practical Magic. You mean and like in their stories or something? Stories. Oh, yeah. 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 I bet you it'll get even more popular in two years because I think that'll be the 25th anniversary. And that seemed to happen <gasps> with Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Like oh, a couple gosh. years ago, I feel like the Hocus Pocus love went like way, way up. Even yeah, though I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, always my beloved, but just a different level. Yeah. Wait, this is crazy that you have actually this like very sort of like intricate relationship with this movie. That makes <laughs> me so happy to get into this. Uh, um, this is the, this is the best. Allie, have you had you seen this before? Yeah, I saw this film. Oh man, I think a couple of years ago, I was just like it was like Halloween time, and I wanted to watch something scary but not super scary. And I was like, oh, this wow, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman play sister witches. Sign me yes, up. That sounds perfect. like something I'd want to yeah. watch. And I watched it, and I was like, this movie is crazy. So <laughs> much <laughs> happens in it. So much happens in it. It's like, it's, it's like their parents die. Then the sisters move, like break apart. Then Sandra Bullock gets married and then her husband dies. And then, Oh my God. That um, was so quick. I was like, what's happening? Everything's happening so quick. And I'm like, I'm getting whiplash. And then Nicole Kidman has an abusive boyfriend and then, uh, her sister murders him and then they bury him. And and then, um, you know, he comes back to life. And oh, yeah, in the first, you know, five minutes of the movie, that love spell that she cast. Oh, here's her love interest. Here, like, late in the second act, we, like, the love interest comes. Um, it's, like, out of left field. And then it's, like, okay. And then he leaves. And then it's just, like, oh, my gosh, it's so just, much happens. And it's crazy how it's so jarring that they will literally shift tone just by changing the music from, like, something bubbly to, like, dark strings. And, yes. like, it just, it kind of works because it's so jarring in a way. <laughs> Like I or does it work? Totally. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those things, and it's yeah, not to get ahead of myself, but it, this film also. I read this. Um, I think this is IMDb, or maybe this was a different article I read about this. But I was reading about the movie, and this is one of those classic sort of rom com films that it was originally much darker, and then gets like punched up <laughs> by the studio <laughs> system. <laughs> so the film was originally much darker, and then apparently they had to scrap like the entire score like right before. Oh, wait, um, I think I did read that too. Right, where there is sort of like, it's so like where there's this dissonance that we all feel and we all are like, what's happening here? And then we're like, but wait, kind of like plaid with a different plaid. It's like, do I like this? I kind of like it. Yes. Yes. 
but I had the exact same experience where I think I did not see this back in the day. Um, I think I think my family was still sort of like pretty Christian at the time. So I think we like wouldn't have been allowed sort of to watch this at that time. And then things sort of got more relaxed over time. But um, so I think the first time I tried to watch this was maybe high school, college. And I think it was my favorite sort of vibe where it's just on TV. And I'm like, mm. similarly, I was like, wait, what Sandra Bullock and Nicole Gibbon are witch sisters? Like, how did I miss this? Yeah. And then the scene <laughs> that I like started in was uh, the margarita scene, which is like everyone's favorite. Oh, that's yeah. my but, favorite scene. Yeah. It's the best and scene. you stop watching if you enter exactly. it margarita. Here's what I'll say, though. If you're coming into the movie with zero context and you started the margarita scene, you're like, what <laughs> in fucking hell is happening in this movie? Everyone's like so scary. And it's because they actually got drunk during the scene, which honestly makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because the scene is so chaotic and everyone sounds like so goofy and strange. Um <laughs> So I was, and, and it also, I think is like, I don't know. I just, that was like the first scene I saw. I think I saw like one other scene and I was, I think I just stopped watching. Like I was like, okay, this is, there's a reason I've never heard of this. Um, but <laughs> I was really looking forward to watching it this time. Cause I've heard, I, I've been like, honestly seeing a lot about it on social media this year. And I was like, okay, a lot of people do love this movie. And sat down to watch it, and it's exactly what I want. I mean, like you, Claire, <laughs> yeah. like I like, I'm, I'm in this thing where I'm like, I'm really doing Halloween right this year where oh, I'm good. watching all the spooky content, but it has to be a spooky content that's not going to like terrify me when I'm alone. Ooh, I would love to know what you're watching because oh. I feel like this year I'm having a hard time getting into it, but maybe it's because I overdid it last year, but I oh, think I'm ready. Yeah, but you sort of like <laughs> over, yeah, you ate all the candy on Halloween night. I, know, and like, I, I don't know, know how I, to do it. I know. I haven't even watched Beetlejuice. I don't know what I'm doing this year. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know what you yeah, should do? Let me know. You should watch Midnight Mass on Netflix. Because <gasps> oh. it's, it's the Haunting of Hill House people. I believe it's their third sort of like horror show on Netflix, but it is um, not scary. So it is more spooky. Ooh, I and love it's worth spooky. it. I yeah, love it's, ghosts. I, I love like a spooky, eerie thing. Mm, I don't love yes. like a slasher movie. That's yeah. not, I'm not into that. I like, right. like fun I'm, magic. I, I'm similarly. I can do sort of like campy slasher, but if it, no body horror, I take a hard pass mm-hmm. on body horror. I'm not <laughs> interested. Um, but I do love it. This is like a slow burn around episode four. You will want to give up, and I will just say don't. I will just say you know what? Push through. <laughs> okay. It, okay. It'll all. It, 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 it's like a fun, spooky Halloween take, and it's just like watch the trailer, and you'll be like, it'll make sense. Because it starts okay. out, you think it's sort of like a life, not even a lifetime vibe. You think it's like a maybe a little lifetimey, and then it flips and gets like really spooky, and you're like, "What is this?" Okay. Oh, good. I love. I love it. I'll, I'll right. Check and it it's out. just easy to watch alone and like not be super scared after, which I think is sort of my yeah. vibe this year. Uh, the last year has been scary enough. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So I was really looking forward to watching this movie, and it did not disappoint. While it is an absolutely insane film, so like I. I I also clocked I love when you're watching a movie and you're like what the fuck is going on and then you find out it was a book and you're like okay I get it now yeah right because you're just like totally get this came from a book right where you're just like watching a a movie and you're like all this well there's so much thrown in here and I can't tell like what's important and what's not and then you find out it's a book and you're like oh yeah they just tried to put too much in the burrito (laughs) yeah okay okay I feel like I would be bereft without telling you that a lot of the people from TikTok love the book so much and say they love the books even more. There is a book specifically about the ant 
Bates characters, oh. which they say is even better. <gasps> so I think there might be three books in the series, and that everybody loves everyone loves that one. So oh my god, why didn't I they read turn them. this into a TV show? That's a well, good they tried. Question. I oh, think I have a pet theory. I think it's the curse. They have tried <laughs> twice. <laughs> it was the consultant. The consultant. It was the witch consultant. consultant. <laughs> they tried to make they've tried to make it into a TV series twice on two different networks and oh, both mysteriously failed. Nobody weird. said mysteriously, but they didn't explain. It's mysterious. <laughs> so I must say mysteriously, pretty but mysterious. also that's pretty normal for Hollywood too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, that's true every rom-com we watch. But it's in this case, that anything ever gets made. Yeah. It truly. But I would freaking love to see uh, this I feel like it would be show. a really fun like a limited series at least like an or like a netflix like dark yeah dark kind of tone yeah, I, like, let's see the darker, darker from it yeah yeah let's yeah. let's like see what that was because apparently the director physically has a had a darker cut but it got lost like it, he mm, had he mysterious. cut it darker and then it got punched up and then he lost it because Ooh. Ooh. Um, they said midnight margaritas and faith hill running through the rain scenes oh, only please that I don't think faith rain, hill but. moment was and that's and that's that's a perfect segue because this is just my final thought was like the first 10 minutes i was like or honestly the first 15 minutes i was like what the fuck because it's like we've got the children's stuff we've got the slightly older children then it's like and then they they break apart and it's confusing and then by the time we get to the faith hill kiss i'm like I am so confused. Mm-hmm. But um, then it all kind of starts to like settle in for what I think is a pretty fun ride. But let's talk about that moment. That is for me, I, that quintessentially, like, it took me back to like a quintessential 90s time in which. It's so good. Yeah, just in which like that was the vibe. Like, let's sort of this kiss topped the charts and it was supposed to make sense that Sandra Bullock made eye contact with a man and then later ran from her home and they both like looked at each other and just started making out. Absolutely. What a dream. Also, what I love about that moment is that I feel like they use the instrumental of this kiss until they meet and they get to the kiss part. So it was just a very interesting musical choice to me that they specifically (laughs) used it as underscoring. And then they were like, all right, bring it in. Yeah. (laughs) Let's make it hit. (laughs) It matched the tone of the movie where you're like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) Like, oh, wait, it's this kiss? Like, what? It took me, I think, this second viewing of it to understand that it was her aunt's casting mm-hmm. uh, spell on her to yeah. fall in love with that guy. Didn't I miss that the first viewing? The second There's a viewing, lot of I was stuff like, like that. It's not oh, totally clear. And it yeah. is very complicated with all the spells going on. Yeah. yeah, and they just don't address it for a long time either. So it's like that happens, and then we like jump forward ten years, and then yeah. he dies, and she's like upset, and then the ants are like, "Well, I guess we made you fall in love with him," and then she's like, "Not yeah. even that mad." It all the treatment <laughs> of men, I would say, was like, and I and I don't mean props. this, but, but like you know props. what I mean, refreshingly yeah. disposable. Like yeah. That's what I'll say. <laughs> of its time, you might say, as far as the rest of media compares. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a nice counterbalance, and also should just show you how ridiculous it is when you write female characters like this yeah she's like, exactly. my husband's dead i want him back no i did love him you know it's just so like not <laughs> like not truly real. just a plot device like exactly. the male characters are only plot devices um, and his job was just like carrying apples back and forth <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, is that tough? But that's oh, like man. so perfect. Like, uh, I'm an orchard man. I like apples. Exactly. Holding so crates of apples. Love a dude. Love a farmer's market man. Love a farmer's market man. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and that guy, apples. I feel like that guy sort of got screwed. I feel like his career really almost took off a few times. Like, wait, he you know is who he in. Is? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, wait. Do you know? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. I think he, he was on. Wasn't he on like one of those TBS series? But well, more importantly, he is on the new Babysitters Club. He plays Watson. What? The, oh. Do you watch the new one on Netflix? The no. new series just dropped. The new it's really oh good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I definitely will. Is it good? Should we watch? The so the first season's like really amazing and does a really good job of making it for everybody who's ever watched the babysitters club and mm-hmm. kind of invites a new generation of kids in. And I also just watched all eight episodes of the new season like yesterday. So it was great. Oh my God, I think so you, two, you two will love it. It's very rom-commy feely. It's very great. Oh, I love okay. that. At least Silverstone plays uh, the mom too. She plays oh Christy's mom. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that. Hell yeah for Alicia. Okay. I love that. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch that. So he's in that. He's in Sex in the City. Um, and he's in What Women Want. Oh. He's like the oh, best, he's a friend. best friend. <gasps> yeah. Wow. So he's wow. sort of. He's a little he, chameleon. Right. Oh. But you know what? Now, actually, Claire, after you saying that, I am on his IMDb now. And it's like, well, he's consistently worked his entire career. So honestly, that's he probably just took, pulled one over on all of us where he's just consistently worked, but nobody bothers him on the street. And that's but I know cool. what you mean. He didn't quite hit that like leading man, like even in this. Yeah. Like you think he's going to be the leading man, but <laughs> no. and then it's he the other guy. Apples, yeah. apples everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah, so that that yeah, that was yeah, it was refreshing but also jarring. Yeah. One of uh, something I want to kind of circle back to that Claire mentioned earlier on which is like one of the reasons why people love this film so much and it's why I really like it too is this um the like strong strong female kind of like friendships kind of like there's just a beautiful sister relationship the aunt's relationship is really fun the younger sister like the younger daughter's relationship is really fun it's just like this fun group of women that live in literally the coziest home i've ever seen and there's that scene where the girls come to the aunt's house and they're like come in girls we're gonna eat chocolate every day for breakfast or they say something <laughs> along the lines of that and i'm like i feel safe here this is the best <laughs> yes, i'm cozy yeah. it's cool. everything's good eat outside and hang out with kittens and just oh yeah my gosh it is so cozy yeah. I, I did love like and again, it's just like the simplicity of the 90s where they're just sort of like, yeah, we're just witches and we live in this town. And everybody kind of knows we're witches. And it's like, that's sort of all you need to know. And it's like, I'm just like and then we just get to like live in that world. And you're like, how freaking fun is that? Like I that was a part of the film I adore. Yeah. It's just like the town and the house and just like the yeah, like sort of the insular, like female sort of structure of the characters yeah. and mm-hmm. uh and shout out to uh, stalker channing and diane weist for making a beautiful home for us to come into an oh. amazing outfits which i did mention and a tiny the tiniest of parasols yeah <laughs> weird little tiny orange parasol i love oh, it love Adore that scene it. when they're walking through town and like they're kind of because like i think you said like everyone knows they're witches but they kind of try to lay or sandra bullock tries to lay low but the other two are like whatever they know we're eccentric <laughs> let them talk yes <laughs> they wear these audacious outfits they're so good so cozy 
Uh, and then here's a fun fact. It's um, all about the practical magic house. So <gasps> in this, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie, they the two ants live in this home that's literally the coolest like Victorian looking home of all time. Very spooky, very quirky. And what I read that I thought so interesting is that it's actually just um, the, they built the home specifically for this movie. They like Mm -hmm. do like so many different like drafts and designs for it, but it's just a shell house, meaning that there's nothing on Mm. the inside of the house. Heartbreaking. For those. Yeah. So it's not a real house. And um, after the movie was done, they tore it down. But Barbara Streisand saw this movie, (gasps) loved it. And like, ask some of the producers. She's like, "I want to buy that house because I'm Barbara Streisand." <laughs> oh my Where god! Can I buy this house? And they're like, "Barbara, it's a movie. It's the house is just a shell. It's gone." Did Barbara build it. She could. She, she could, could if anyone could. Yeah. Somebody. Oh my god. Somebody should build it. Yeah. Oh, isn't oh, Barbara the one who has um, a shopping mall in her basement? What? Oh. I'm Wait, sure. Do you not know about this? I think I've heard this before. Right now. I don't know what's there, but I what think she mean? she's like. Uh, <laughs> what does she that mean? I don't really know <laughs> exactly, and there are no photos of it. But I have heard tell that she literally has like stores that she could go shopping in in a mall like fashion in her and underneath her house. They're not closets; oh. it's their stores. I, that's what I hear, and I don't think like I've tried to find photographic evidence, but I can't. I'm gonna try and google it right now Let's i'm see on this jezebel article that says reminder barbara streisand has a mall in her basement but no it looks oh. like just photos of malls from other things wow okay really interesting definitely follow up if anyone has a photo please send i do wow. wonder because it's like is there a jamba juice is someone just like down there working in jamba juice in case she wants to go get something or like That's... are there employees like what's yeah. that and they only have one customer ever <laughs> she only yes, comes in yes. i don't know maybe once a week yeah does she use money or or is it on the house because it is her house? Like, what is oh my what gosh. is the situation? That's oh, so crazy. oh my gosh! Oh my god! This is an article about somebody who went to her mall. This is incredible! <gasps> <laughs> wow, um, incredible. What's it, what do they say? Get. What the stores are, Mia? What are the stores? They said that you could. So they said she has like her gowns from Funny Girl and Hello Dolly down there, but she said that you can also get frozen yogurt somehow. Oh my um, god. Oh my god. <laughs> Really if you had a mall in your house, which stores would you want? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Okay, should oh. we each say three really quickly? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Should, okay, I'm wondering if a store like Target should count because it's like kind of a department store. I'm going to say. I think you could have like a mini version of a Target. I think yeah. that. Okay. But yeah, mini Target suck. The, yeah, that's the, true. City Target, don't yeah, waste my time. Right. City Targets are sad. Waste of space. Okay. I, Okay. I would do BP from Nordstrom. Like that. Like, even though <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I never buy anything there. It's just my it's just my nostalgic mall store that I always have to walk through. So I want BP from Nordstrom. Um I want <laughs> Okay, that's one for me. What do you guys have? I'll, th- I'll keep thinking. Now I'm drawing a complete blank. I'm like, what do I go? Where do I shop? Where do I what do I do? What do no. I want? I would, or, oh. But I do like the idea of putting something in there just for uh, the nostalgia factor or for like yeah. how it makes you feel. Right. <gasps> or it's like, like yeah, a f- I'm not Froyo. Oh. That's a good idea. I yeah. like a Froyo shop. I want a Barnes and Noble with oh, a small great. coffee shop attached. <gasps> I love oh, that. That's, that's good. incredible. That's a good combo. I would probably just go there once a day just to smell the smell of Barnes oh. and Noble because I love. I love the smell of Barnes and Noble. Oh, it's like paper store. and coffee bean smell. 
Oh, yes. that's a little bit that of must. Such... Just a hint oh. of mustiness. Soft, buttery oh. leather, armchairs. Wow, that's oh, a great you would have, The books could be swapped out. That'd be so great. I was about to say movie theater, but that feels like not something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could just have a movie theater in your house. So that's a different thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, a place that sells comfy couches? A furniture store? No, I don't oh. know. I don't just know. somebody to make you popcorn? Like just a popcorn oh, boy? So, oh, I would gosh. love a popcorn boy. Yes, that's okay. So we know, yeah, we know what we would have of ish. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's incredible. I can't, I can't believe the house was so impactful. And but I also get it. It was such like a lovely, yeah, it was such a lovely setting. And it, so much of the movie takes place in that house. And that's what I thought was sort of fun. Like the insular nature of the film, I thought was really fun. Like the fact that they're yeah. like the thing they're most excited for is to like have mar- be woken up in the middle of the night to have margaritas with like their older aunts. You know, it's like yeah. that's their like. <gasps> We're having a big night. <laughs> We're going yeah. downstairs to drink with our aunts. And I was it's like, true. God, this, yeah. it's such a cool little like isolated fantasy vibe. And it's so much um, about wanting yeah. to spend time with each other too. Yeah. Like, you know, cause, uh, uh, what's her face? Nicole Kidman goes away a bunch, but then comes back and it's a big event and just spending time together. Yeah. Is so big. And they're all so excited to see each other. And they're like, okay, yes, of course you have to go get her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I the tone is so mishmash, and I really didn't like it when I was younger, and now I really like it because it's like so dark. There's moments, you know, the fact that like mm-hmm. they put like um, Maria's noose ropes like around the children's necks to like protect yeah. them. There's just everything. There's like things are just like so, and the fact that it's like an abusive boyfriend who keeps coming back, like oh, that yeah, stuff. He's so, so dark. Yeah, it's so scary, and then it's like cut with these crazy like faith he'll kiss montages and like put the lime in the coconut like dance numbers like it's i kind of love it it's like sort of unsettles me in the way that i wish to be unsettled during october totally because they go from like pool dance party like to like that car scene with the boyfriend yeah that's like that he tries to brand her yeah. Oh, yes. So oh my dark. God. <laughs> yeah. So yes. dark. And scary. And dark. Yeah. Or even even that like margarita scene where all of a sudden they start singing, You Were Always on My Mind. And it's like, that is like so fucking scary when they start doing that. And you're like, Wait, what's happening? Why are they yeah. also singing that song that the abusive guy was singing? Um, oh, also, also, the casting, maybe we should just talk about the casting in general. Was It was just so phenomenal. The yes. fact that oh, we just yeah. have. Like, like I'm like, wow, to be a movie in the 90s and to have uh, like mainly female leads, um, I, I'm just like, wow, to have a Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman movie, like that's the type of stuff like we're only getting now because yeah. like women are starting You're production right. companies. And so I'm like, wow, that's so crazy that we got that then. And then even the daughters, like Camilla Bell and Evan Rachel Wood, uh, each like play <gasps> oh one of the God, daughters. Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood is Sandra Bullock's daughter. And then yeah. Camilla Bell plays young Sandra Bullock. And then, yeah, like both of the aunts are dope. Um, it's just really, and even like the women in the town are all sort of like classic 90s, like bit players. Um, yeah. It was really fun casting. I love that the climax of the film was, so yeah, like the climax of the film is like uh, Nicole Kidman's character is possessed by that, her, you know, abusive boyfriend that they killed mm-hmm. and now he's possessing her. And um they're like, we need a coven of like witches to, you know, get, you know, exercise this demon out of, you know, um, out of, uh, Nicole, out of, uh, Sally. And, um, it's like the, the big thing is like 
that these women who have never felt like they belonged in this town reach out to other women in the town that have like kind of teased them and bullied them their whole lives being like, Hey, we actually need a lot of help. Like my sister's in trouble and all the women come together and, 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 and support each other and protect each other from the scary man. And it's really beautiful. And, and they put aside their differences and, and, and just, you know, use their female power. And it's so beautiful. And, it made me want to study witchcraft. I was like, yeah, <laughs> witchcraft yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Right. And apparently this movie kind of got some people into witchcraft. Um, yeah. And witches love it. Vulture did a thing where they got a coven of witches together and they, or they, yeah, they asked, they like interviewed a coven and were like, what do you think? And they loved the representation. Oh, I like it so too because it, it does seem like a more like real, I mean, I don't know anything about doing witchcraft, but it feels real because they have their, um, the, the like, atrium and they're like pulling herbs and things and like putting a real potion together that feels like it could be based on you know uh like real horticulture or whatever you know whatever Mm -hmm. like various uses for plants you know whereas like the very end when she was like rosemary by the gate i was like remembering this i was like okay so you plant rosemary by the gate (laughs) for luck like i was like wait this sounds real (laughs) sounds important (laughs) fall in love whenever as often as you can or something yes but that's i thought that was really god it was really ahead of its time in terms of like you're right like um like like that sort of representation and then all the women coming together and then even the fact like they're like we're, like nicole kidman's character sort of referred to as a slut during the movie but it's it feels like more of like how we kind of would refer to like yeah. how we would use the word slut now like it's felt it's sort of felt very lovingly and like, like a term of endearment where it's like we're we, all sluts like everyone exactly. in this family is a she's slut. like she's like that's right i'm a slut hang on to your husband's and then it's like yeah. they have the meeting like it's just like they, they never lose their agency instead of the women turning against each other they all come together it's so yeah. fun and I want to go ahead and just assign this to one of the screenwriters, Robin Swicord, because <laughs> she also wrote the 1994 Little Women screenplay. <gasps> no I way. was going to say this oh very Little Women. Yes, exactly. Another you know, like, yeah, beautiful, like, cozy, womeny movies. Totally ahead of its time, right? Where it's like, oh, it, and I just and wow. I'm looking at her, and I'm like, she wrote that. She wrote the Jane Austen Book Club. She wrote Matilda, oh. which makes sense. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a record. Right. Oh my gosh. So I feel like I'm like, man, there's a lot of sort of like ahead of its time vibe here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She was a producer on the Greta Gerwig Little Women. So it she's also really not wild. petty. <laughs> I just um, was looking up other popular movies of 1998, and it is so interesting that a movie like this got made and was popular. Made. It is cool, like you said, to ha- see women being their quirky, empowered selves and like being, you know, having relationships where they're or there is more than one female in the movie so they can have different personalities and react with each other and, you know, not just be like you were saying a prop and just sort of like the ingenue or whatever, you know, it's like they have really interesting relationships and conversations because there are so many women. (laughs) So that, and that, so it's no wonder that like it's, it like ages well and people like that, that its popularity only grows. And I was reading like the director just sounds like such a sweet person. Like in addition to him fully needing to get an exorcist after being cursed by the consultant, which, which I absolutely would get. You know me, I'm superstitious. I don't want any part of it. Get your, yeah, if you put a curse on me, I'm absolutely going to pay someone to undo it just in case because I don't want to deal with that. But, um, and it's like apparently, like, I was reading this thing where it's like his daughter's 
um, friends all got really into it and would like quote it all the time. And he was just like, I just am really touched that people um, still like it or like, like it more now. Mm. And you're like, wow, what like a not petty dude. He's just like, yeah. that's great that it's having there's a, a sort lot of, of resurgence. Yeah. There's like a lot of these rom-coms that me and I will review and like either like the male main actors or like, directors or you know whatever and it will be like i'm so embarrassed that i was in this movie (gasps) or they'll be like i had no like i didn't even want to do this movie it was just kind of there so i did it or like i've never read pride and prejudice before but sure i'll adapt it into a film (laughs) it's so nuts when you hear stories like that yet we're all like what a a movie i want to be please let's make a movie exactly they're like never heard of it i'll direct it um (laughs) Yeah, than- so to watch something that's so intentional is is so yeah lovely. Cool. I think the biggest thing, like we've said so many times, is how many women were in this movie. Because there are a lot of other kind of similar genre ones of that year, but nothing that has more than one or two main female characters. So it's just right. it's cool to yeah. see. Yeah, where this is like there, and there's like just generations of like multiple female leads in this. It's so dope. Yes, I feel um, like also- Stalker, Channing, and Diane Weist again. Like everything they're in is really great. I love Diane Weist. Oh my god, I love her so much. I just saw something else she was in, and and she really surprises me with the different roles she can play. Yeah, um, was it she plays like? A, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it, like she's such a doormat in um, Parenthood, and then in this, she's <gasps> yeah. like a badass. Um, but okay. Speaking of circling back though, I did get a list of Barbara Streisand's stores that she oh has. Oh my God, you <laughs> did. Okay. Uh, so she has, so <gasps> she has a doll. Okay. This is so insane. Okay. She has a doll shop, a costume shop and oh a functioning God. candy store where she serves guests ice cream. Okay. <gasps> okay. So that's what Jezebel's confirmed. That's okay. fun. Wow. At first I that's thought you were going to say fun. she has a dollar tree, which was very funny to me. <laughs> she has a dollar tree, a Spencer's but honestly, gift. <laughs> those would be great. Dollar tree, you always need something from Dollar Tree. Spencer's gifts, you might need a gift. Like those are practical choices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Practical oh my magic. God. Um, well, okay, before we move on to the trope counting section of the podcast, does anyone have any final thoughts about practical magic they would like to get out? Oh, man. It's, I think it just grows on you over time, which is very fun too, as something that you want as a cozy film. I think it's great that it's rewatchable in that way. I agree with that. It does grow on you. Yeah. And in the, in the way where it's like, like you were saying, Allie, like you didn't catch that it was a spell the first time where I'm just like, I feel like you would just get new stuff every time you watch it. Yeah. And I do think it's a flaw. Like it's because they just packed so much in <laughs> that it's truly like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Like you're not even fully settled until half an hour in is I think the first time you sort of go, okay, this is the story now. Come so, see our movie. You're going to love it after the fourth view. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so that, but in that way, it's also kind of a treat. Yeah, totally. Mia, do you have any final thoughts on uh, on practical magic before we count um, tropes? No, just, it's, you know, it's crazy. It doesn't really work. And that's what makes it work in a weird way. <laughs> I think everyone should watch it. I think it's actually a great Halloween watch. It's kind of my vibe right now. And I love that it, we went just like all the way from like a witch about to be hung to like all the, t- the women in the town getting together and being like, I've had boyfriends that are bad. Um, and I just really liked it. <laughs> they all just fly at the end. I just love it. I just love it. It's, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's also like that light Halloween vibe where it's not a Halloween movie 
I would not say this is a Halloween movie, but it is very folly. It's about witches. So yes. it gets you it's sort of a transitional into the Halloween. Yeah, you can watch it in September for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we've discussed this lovely, weird film, let's count up the traditional rom-com tropes we saw in this movie. Now, this movie sort of crosses multiple different genres, but it is sort of heavy on the rom, heavy on the com. So (laughs) here's what I noticed. We started with a childhood flashback. That's Mm -hmm. a very big rom-com trope. Um, We have a dead parent trope. Both their parents are dead. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a meet cute. I thought that... Um, there was like two meet cutes. Like one is obviously the one where Sandra Bullock falls in love with her husband, and it's sort of like they have a cute like eye in the street, and then they just start making out to Faith Hill's this kiss, and then I sort of think the detective catching her in the garden, <laughs> needing to interview mm. her about a murder. I just feel like that was kind of meet cute vibes. Um, yeah, and then shoot, I had oh she like. Tinder looks like trips or drops something when she sees the guy, and that yeah, she hits her classic. head a lot too when he's yeah, around. a lot of hitting your head. Um, and then um, I wrote down trips. I, that's probably a stretch. I think I was like, girls trip to Florida, but that doesn't count. That's like a Jane Austen trope, and that's not even what happens here. Um, Allie, what did you have? Oh man, I had a lot. Uh, I had spontaneous oh, yeah. dance routine with the midnight oh, margaritas. Oh yeah. Where it's yeah. like, and now we're dancing and singing. <laughs> um, I have the idea of uh, like destiny or magic or we're meant to be was brought up a lot with the with the detective. Um, you know, having the eyes that were one blue and one green and could ride horses backwards. <gasps> You're um, so right. We yeah. have a love letter in here. Um, yeah. We have the trope of enemies to lovers where <laughs> that detective and Sandra Bullock, <laughs> they don't get along. He thinks, you know, she murdered, uh, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Jimmy. What yeah. a story for the future generations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they fall in love. I also have the perfect sexy circumstance. Um, yes. A sexy detective has to investigate something about you and learn everything about you. He has to interview people about, right. about you yeah. and learn yeah. about you and like spend a lot of time with you asking you questions about yourself well, that's crazy <laughs> that's so crazy watching you and through your shop window look all cute and parochial yeah. yeah yeah I wrote um I wrote manic pixie dream ant I don't know something about oh, the ants being like yeah. let's eat chocolate for breakfast and have kittens totally. on the table and totally. midnight margaritas felt very uh very uh yeah manic, manic pixie, pixie dream totally um I have a uh like a love pact, but it's between two sisters, and oh, it's like, yeah. hey, if when our husbands die, let's promise that we'll grow old together and die on the same day with lots of cats. So I have a love pact. Um, I oh, I have narration. There's narration. <gasps> there uh, is in that opening kind of montagey thing, and then at the end, the, yeah, and then at the end. Um, I think that's, and they, well, no. Would Sally's shop be kind of a trope? I feel like her little, like, (gasps) mysterious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quirky job. um, It's such a quirky job, and it's so funny to me that she has this tiny shop, and it looks like three to four people work there, even though it's so (laughs) tiny. Yes. And their jobs, that scene of them all on just stacking ingredients was, yeah, that was like, <laughs> just felt like, no. 
<laughs> like that's not really happening. Like you're not all there to like put away 12 products. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I was like, the store is 80 square feet yet. She has like four um, employees. If you count her sister and a <laughs> few customers at least. So I guess she's doing well. Oh, I thought of another one, Mia. Montage of the good times where oh, there's a montage yeah. of Sandra Bullock having her oh good gosh. times um, that was with her God. children and her Comically. husband. Who- that was crazy. When they're all just dancing around the living room. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, whose yes. family dances like that? Not mine. Because she's, uh, life is perfect. Yeah, you life say. is perfect. Say perfect. And then there's Nicole Kidman's like montage of the good times, but it's like her, you know, d- drinking at a pool pool party. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. That was so fascinating. Mm. That where then it ends in like what is clearly like a stressful situation. Claire, do you have any more that we missed? Oh man, you guys covered them all so well. And this movie, it is so funny because trope wise, it's like not a rom-com, but it is because you got so many that I didn't even really realize. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I, I guess know. I would throw in like the slutty sister. You know, there is like sort oh, of like yeah. a good sister. Yeah, like a perfect and a bad sibling. Sister. And then, like, yeah, and a bad the sister, perfect yeah. sibling. Like exactly. Yeah. So Sandra Bullock's the Sandra Bullock's yeah, the, the perfect sibling. Reasonable. Yeah. Okay, so this takes us to fifteen tropes, which is pretty high for for uh this genre bending. What? Oh, I guess it's just worth noting as well. These are tropes that are bad, so we don't like they shouldn't count oh. towards being like how many tropes do they have? But it's yeah, it's a predominantly it's so sort of heteronormative white. white film, extremely white. Film. It's yeah, so, so white. Oh yeah. Right. So continuing to sort of tell a story from one single perspective. Um. Yeah, so those are also present. But um, but yeah, but 15 other tropes as well. All right. Now that we've counted up the tropes, it is time to rate this rom-com. Um, we here at PSA Love Rom-Coms have a very special list of our top five horror rom-coms. As of now, in order, our top five four horror rom-coms are So I Married an Axe Murderer, mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body, Ghost, Warm Bodies, and Shaun of the Dead. Now, if we so choose, we can put Practical Magic on that list, but it has to knock off one of these other top five. (gasps) So what do we think? Does Practical Magic deserve a spot on the list? And if so, who should it knock off? Oh, uh, sure. I don't think I've seen all of those movies. Allie, did you come in with a hot take? Yeah, I guess my hot take is that I would would put Practical Magic... I think Practical Magic is more of a rom-com than Shaun of the Dead is. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't... Thousand percent. I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, but I did not ever consider it being a rom-com, but I have not seen it. <laughs> it also, like so. romantic, that was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a romantic element in it where... And there's like... Some, the but it's oh, there's a girlfriend. I, I mean, I am, this is obviously your, your list, your top five, but in that case, I feel like Practical Magic deserves a spot it on its in its own right even without that the Shaun of the dead possibly being disqualified you know what i'm saying like i feel like practical magic is just it's such a force it's like so its own thing and i think its own thing is a horror genre rom-com so i feel like it's exactly what what you're looking for i agree i agree completely i would i, I wholeheartedly would, agree i would pitch to put it between Put it either between Ghost and Warm Bodies, <clears throat> pardon me, or Jennifer's Body and Ghost. <gasps> oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, that's exactly you... how I feel. Yeah. Is it because it's it's spookier than Ghost, perhaps? So that's why mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it feels like a little more like, and like you were saying, Claire, like sort of very folly, very mm-hmm. like get, getting that sort of whimsical Halloween spirit. It's tough. I could go either way. Yeah, I, it could go in between Jennifer's body and ghost or it could go in between ghost and warm bodies. Ooh. I would say because it's spookier than ghost. 
and like has more elements of like horror than ghosts, I would maybe put it between Jennifer's body and ghost. <gasps> Let's do it. That was yes! my instinct as well. Yes. I'm so happy for I, practical magic. <laughs> me too. It deserves that. It deserves it does. that. It does. Um, and it gets all such a reaction. Time. Yes. If you ask anybody about practical magic, they have an opinion if they've seen it. Yes. Right. And that's art, ladies and gentlemen. It's art. Get the people talking. Yeah. And that's the same about rom-coms. You ask people about rom-coms, oh, they have opinions. And it's either oh, good yeah. or bad, but they got it. No one's like, I don't know. They're okay. No, like nobody. No one is ever like, that's fine. Um, wow. I'm okay. so happy. So we did it, you guys. And now it's time for our final segment, you guys. It's time for a reality check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices in the rom-coms we've just watched to see if they hold up in the real world. Um, so in this film, we see the infinite, infamous Midnight Margarita scene, okay, where <laughs> the Owens women dance and sing and drink. And I just, you know, just out of curiosity, do we have any of us ever had a quirky or like... I'll say it, witchy uh, family tradition like this, where all of a sudden everyone's like singing or dancing um, or doing something like really like, oh, like we're so quirky and fun and like uh, family. Um, and I, I can start off because this is a weird, you know, reality check. But um, I used to have this thing. I used to have this tradition um, with my roommates um, back when I used to live um in this uh, area in Echo Park. And uh, if we were all up, all three of us were up at midnight and one of us was like, hey, we're up at midnight. We would walk down the stairs and go across the street to this donut shop called Mrs. Donuts. And we would bang <laughs> on the window of Mrs. <gasps> Donuts. And um, the person who worked there, a really nice gentleman who was making the donuts for the day, he would start at midnight, would give us donuts hot out of the fryer. And so we would get <gasps> these like really warm warm oily fatty donuts at midnight and so that's so fun that's a very quirky midnight margarita yeah, thing yeah and it's spooky because maybe was he real who was knows? he real <laughs> was he the most <laughs> were they real donuts yeah. i don't know oh my god i love that <laughs> um, I but yeah um, well you know where i stand i sort of had do have one of those like sort of female lines in my family that is very spooky <laughs> and witchy and I don't like to think too hard about it but I did you this gotta is just clear this though Claire I found you this out yesterday okay. that Mia comes <laughs> from a long line <laughs> of famous female psychics <gasps> yeah we we do have like a famous female psychic in our line and everyone else sort of feels like they sort of like you know have the touch or sort oh, of like consent oh things gosh. and I'm very much like no pass no thank you leave me alone that's Are my you vibe ignoring your it. powers are you yeah exactly you know and what I, happens that's how when I you ignore your powers oh my I know. gosh you gotta tune in tune in i'm very busy in the I'm physical busy. plane i'm busy in the physical plane i can't deal with any other plane right now um so yeah i mean i would say like um it's not like no, sort of not sort of fun traditions but i will say that my um my cousins rejected a doll that my great-grandmother sent them <gasps> oh 
They thought that she did something to it. Um, so they did not. They, oh they sort God. of got out of the house. So you oh, know what? And again, and oh to that I say, <laughs> to that I say, absolutely fine. I'm sort of in Los Angeles pursuing comedy, and I'm not really, I'm not really sort of looking in that direction. Okay, now that is a television yeah. show I want to see. I want to see right. you ignoring your psychic intuitions, yet you're being pursued by dolls and various gifts, and you're exactly. like, I just want to do comedy. I just exactly. see things are like floating near you. You're getting yeah, and I'm just very much like I'm just like you know what I have a commercial audition I can't sort of uh, deal with possessed dolls right now. Oh my um, god, that's so funny, Mia! (laughs) I can't believe that. I know, I know. So, so that's coming for you, Mia. The magic's coming for you. There's going to be a day where only you and your your powers can save your family. Yeah, I mean, like, it's wait. probably true because I am sort of, you know, I do sort of like I am rejecting this hero's journey, but it's just like, uh, I just have to get to Santa Monica for a commercial audition. So I don't have time to sort of deal with that. But, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So that's yeah, we do have, <laughs> have a witchy tradition and I'm not thinking too hard about it. Claire, what about you? <laughs> I can't say I have anything fun and interesting like that. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, I'm sure in, at college, in college at some point we did fun stuff like that, but I didn't have any traditions. Those are both so right. great. Yes. So yes. sorry to, it's hard. to end uh, the... No, I was just going to say, there's something magical about my donuts. It's kind of hard to top a possessed doll being sent to you by your grandma. Right. And I, yeah, and what, what can I say about that? Except, you know, I just... It is what it is. You know, that's the situation I'm in. But, um, well, I guess it sounds like reality checks out for me again. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know what? But I think witchy traditions are fun. Um, and, you you know, always throw the salt over your left shoulder. Always bury rosemary by the garden gate and lavender for luck. That's what she says at the end. And I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. Oh, well, okay. I hate to say it because this has just been a true sort of like delight and what felt sort of like a fall bath. Um, but we have reached <laughs> the end of the pod. Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on for this truly and oh literally magical film. Oh my gosh, of course. Time. And I'm so glad we got to discuss and that you have such like sort of a deep yeah. uh, like connection <laughs> to it. Sort of, I know. Yeah, it's so I'm, cool. You're right. Maybe I got to Maybe I got I have to go back to my history and yeah. do some more exactly. practical magic TikToks. <laughs> exactly. Figure out speaking what of people. Want. Yes. No, it's perfect. And speaking of, where can people find you on social media? Do you have any things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners? Oh, sure. Romance advice. I would just say, you know, keep Rosemary by your garden gate and (laughs) fall in love whenever you can. Um, uh, uh, If you would like to follow me on Instagram, I'm Clary Poppins. On TikTok, I am Clary underscore Poppins. I co-host the podcast Inside the Disney Vault, which you have both been guests on. (gasps) Very delightful. Go check it out. It's Check so it out. Great. It's so it's good so right great. now. They're going chronologically through every single 
Disney Channel original movie. It's yes. very, very cool and fun. Check them out. Yes. If, yes. Some more wild rides we have over there. And, um, you know, that's, that's it. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you so much. And um, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. We have a new episode out every week. And remember to subscribe and rate. And if you ever feel like performing a grand gesture to Mia or myself, the most romantic mm-hmm. thing you can do is leave a rating and review for us yeah rate us review us subscribe to us and this podcast is brought to you by the lovely campfire media oh and p.s i love rom-coms i love rom-coms Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.